Welcome to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast, the premier provider of leadership consulting, culture shaping, and senior level executive search services. Every day, we're privileged to talk with fascinating people who are shaping the future through their leadership and vision. Each episode, you'll hear a different perspective from thought leaders and innovators. Thanks for listening to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast. Hello, my name is uh, Roman Wecker, a principal in the Hydrogen Struggles Frankfurt office and a member of the Global Industrial Practice. In today's podcast, I'm speaking to Uwe Raschke, board member of Robert Bosch since 2008, responsible for the consumer goods business sector. Uwe was also president of the Robert Bosch Power Tools division, one of the world's leading providers for power tools, power tool accessories, and measuring tools from 2003 to 2008. And in July 2019, he was additionally appointed as both CEO and chairman of BSH, Boss Siemens Home Appliances, the largest manufacturer of home appliances in Europe and one of the leading companies in the sector worldwide. Uwe, uh, welcome and thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. My pleasure. Uwe, you are both known within Bosch and outside for being an ambassador of change and agile transformation. What does agility mean to you? I don't like the word too much. I have to say it's a buzzword and everybody has a different feeling of this buzzword. To me, we need a process where we change our organizations into organizations which are based on a clear purpose. What is the reason why we are here? What is the improvement we want to achieve in the world and which smile do we want to bring at which faces? Second, I believe we have to be more adaptive by reducing hierarchy levels. In big companies, we have up to eight, nine, ten and more hierarchy levels. In the future, I believe, the communication meaning of hierarchy levels in the digital world is less and less important. So we have to think about what is the real added value of hierarchy levels. And my feeling is that we need much less than we had in the past. Third, we have to change our communication patterns. We have to communicate much more transparent and much faster to everybody in the company about almost everything. 99.9% of things I'm stating every day is not confidential. And we sometimes treat them as confidential as a management talk, but it is not definitely in our associates have the right to understand the background of our decisions. Next point would be to me to have a new HR toolbox. So our old HR tools are outdated and we need new ones. We still make our assessment for our people by superiors, but actually what we should do regularly is to make the assessment of superiors by associates. And this is still the exception very often in big companies. So agility means increasing adaptiveness through totally new collaboration models in big companies. Now you have defined already the, the term agility and said uh, you don't uh, like precisely the wording, but still it's been a positive connotation for quite a while. So in your opinion, what are the challenges and limitations of the whole concept? I believe the challenge number one is, and this is maybe for any change, that Many people are in a situation where they have had for more than two or three decades success with their patterns they are known, they are uh, well familiar with and they have learned. And those people may, may ask, why should I change something? We had 20, 30 years of success. And this is a 
very dangerous statement in these days where the changes in the world are really tremendous by digitalization, by political volatility, by demography, whatever. Many things come together very fast, and so we need change. And this is the first challenge, and this was the challenge all the time. The limitation of the concept, well, I wouldn't say the limitation, but I believe everything in front of the curtain is very important for agility. That means those people who generate innovation, who generate ideas, who generate services, who generate the things I want to sell, they have to work in a different pattern, in a cross-functional pattern. And behind the curtain, people who give services within the company, whether it's a payroll service, whether it's accounting and other activities, I believe here agility is not the buzzword and the things which comes in the forefront here is efficiency, the most important thing mm -hmm. we have to deliver. So initiated by you, the Power Tools division has gone through a massive transformation. Where do you see it positioned in its uh, journey towards agility today? Well, we started in 2015 and actually what we did was a fragmentation of the Power Tool division into 50 business teams. And the new thing in these 50 business teams is that they are led by a cross-functional team, which is in charge of uh, innovation, product management, and also daily operations. So they left their functional silos and went into small cross-functional teams. We took out two, two three hierarchy levels. Uh, so it was a major change. And we completed this change actually only end of 2018. But this was the formal completion. Now, the cultural change lasts much longer than the formal organizational change. So it lasts a minimum five years, I would say, until we have really conditioned that we can say now we have the way of life in these uh, new patterns. But we are in a good way, and uh, I'm very confident that this will show very good results also in future. What would you consider to be the greatest achievements so far? We did this organizational change quite different. And we put all the people together in one room, including the delegates from the unions and the workers' councils. And we explained to everybody at the very same moment what our basic idea would be. And then we told the people, we give you a prototype, but this prototype is not fixed. So you have to formulate the details and you have to question our prototype. At the end of the day, you have to generate this organization. And when we introduced it in the first business unit after four or five months, there was also the normal confusion in the beginning. Who is now doing what? What is my role? How is this decision done in future? So... We needed 12 months, I believe, for each business unit until it was very clear how this new organization would work. And I believe you have to consider that. If you make such major changes to an organization, it will not work perfectly from the very first day. So it needs some time. But after that, the motivation is even bigger. And what we have gained so far is huge speed. We are much faster in making decisions than in the past so how has this transformation journey changed yourself and also influenced the collaboration with your board colleagues and your direct reports? For me, it was a highly interesting personal challenge. 
Uh, I spent four years in China uh, being in charge of Asia-Pacific operations of Bosch as a board member. And when I returned, everybody was talking about agility, but nobody knew at this time in 2012-13, what does it mean for a big company being agile? Many buzzwords. And as I had to work on my own definition, and I learned the concept of design thinking, which taught me the meaning of cross-functional organizations. And this was a process about one and a half years. And after this one and a half years, I had a certain picture how we should transform power to the vision, one of my divisions I'm in charge of, into a new organization collaboration model. And this has changed me in a way that I question much more the meaning of hierarchy and of leaders I have done in the past. How do we change our collaboration? Well, uh, collaboration of the Bosch board was not changed by this project for Power Tools Division. But of course, we work together, I would say, in a much, in a less stiff way. Maybe we did it 10, 15 years ago. Uh, and we are sitting together and discuss things from very different perspectives. We have all very different backgrounds in our board. Uh, so we have engineers, we have uh, people from uh, business administration, people lived in India, people lived in China, people lived in America. Also, we are all German, but our background is very different. And we use more and more these different cognitive backgrounds to get the best out of the decisions we have to do. And we work on yeah, workshops, we try to separate certain tasks to certain people and work in sprints for some uh, more important things. So the collaboration style on our board has changed over the last years also substantially. And we are now sitting right now in a totally new, very transparent it's uh, great, office setup. Yeah, it's absolutely The great. old one was very old-fashioned. You couldn't see yeah. any people around. It was uh, brick and mortar, no class, no transparency, nothing. And here it's a totally different environment. And it shows also a little bit the change in culture we have right now. So looking back, is there anything you would have done differently or any, any key learnings? Of course, if you start with such a project without any experience and without any blueprint, you have huge learnings. And the most important learning is to, to leave things open. Not to start with a 100% concept. You have to start with 80% and then you have, you have to be aware that you have changed things on the way. When I was young and I did organizational concepts as a young manager, it was pretty clear if you would have changed something five minutes, five months or five weeks after the introduction of this new setup, your boss would have told you, this was not very well thought through, right? You should do it better next time. And here is now as a principle. So we adapted every month. Mm. We had, still today, we sit together, and I sit personally together. I talk to 1,500 people in person in this, in this process. Wow. And this was also key learning. You have to make understood in person what you want, what are the values which are guiding you. Not this is 100% this concept, please execute. But mm. why are we doing this? There are some good reasons for doing things differently in future, and these are the reasons which has led to this idea. And now you have to realize it in a concrete way for your work and for your collaboration. And this was also very important. But 
Also, one key learning is, of course, that you need excellent people and the right people in the right place. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you notice in this new organization, maybe there are certain persons not in the right place, and then you have to look to, for a better place for them. And the third point is you need good strategies. So strategy, yeah. organizational yeah. model, and the right people. If these three things come together, you are fine. Talking ab about talent, what type of leaders do you need to support you in this transformation? Leadership of tomorrow is, of course, what we call T-shaped leaders. We need high expertise. A leader has to be an expert in something. And in this expertise, he has to be has to be able to be part of a working team, not as a boss, but an expert, expert. And leadership tomorrow means also to make sure that your people have no barriers to find the best solution. The best solution very often doesn't come from hierarchy. It comes from the people on the bottom of the pyramid. But you have to bring them together. You have to orchestrate them. You have to make things easy. You have to be a good coach. You have to be a good strategist. And this is a difficult one. There are not many leaders who are really also good strategists, from my experience. So you have to think about communication. The content is changing. It's not doing all the nitty-gritty details by yourself what we were taught 30 years ago, maybe. You're the best in doing everything and your people learn from you how you do it and but at the end of the day you decide how it's done. The world is too complex, too fast and we are too big to work in this style anymore. So Bosch is also known for strongly promoting internal people. Um, how, how important is external influx of talent for this process? Can you do it purely internally or you also need external people? Of course, we need external people. One simple reason is that we more and more need talents in areas where we have no history. Look at software for the Internet of Things, look for artificial intelligence and so on. We are very proud that people like working for Bosch, maybe their whole life, as me. And still there are many. But we have also good experience with people coming from outside. At the end of the day, I believe... The mix is decisive. So the, the Internet of Things, digitalization, IoT, how would you expect that this is changing or supporting um, the transformation of also the power tools industry? Yeah, the digitalization is changing all industries. For instance, a big part of the power tools land at construction sites. And if you look, look at construction sites, this is the least productive industry in the world. So I believe the digitalization will change productivity in construction sites or has the opportunity to change this tremendously. And so power tools will be part of new ecosystems and they will be part of this digital management. And of course, this will change business models as well as the skills you need in your organization for this. All our markets in future will substantially change by digitalization. In your opinion, will we still have sales teams in the future or can the sales and the relationship be 100% substituted by digitalization and internet? I believe we will have people in charge of sales, but I believe the content will be totally different. We do traditionally many things which could be digitalized easily by 100%. We have to strictly look at how innovation comes to users, this end-to-end -end thinking, which is sometimes interrupted by trade and this traditional trade at least with many challenges in the moment. So 
I believe the task will migrate more and more to the users of our products. And it's not that strongly as maybe in the past to look at the consequent feeling of dealers' warehouses. What we have learned 30 years ago when we studied marketing, pull is maybe as important or more important than push. Now the time of pull is coming. And the sales roles will change towards this direction too. My last question for today, if you were to give one piece of advice to future leaders about what they most need to do today to thrive, what, what would that be? I believe it's important to think about purpose and what really makes you happy and what is the meaning of your activity and to which purpose you want to dedicate your life. And this is not a leadership task only. The question What is the sense of your life? And also, what's the sense of your professional life? This could be the first question you should ask yourself when you make a decision in which industry, to which company, whatever you want to do. Second, to have a clear understanding of the content of leadership for tomorrow, which is very different from the traditional ones. Third, you have to be an expert in something. And you have to be able to change this expertise several times in your life. And this is also new. When I was studying 30, 35 years ago, you studied something and then you added 10 years of experience and this was called expertise. Today, knowledge is growing that fast in the world that if you start after studies uh, in your professional life, after a few years, you can forget your studies already and you can start learning again. And I believe it's very important to, to stay open to this and to understand this very well. And the fourth thing, you have to be guided by strong values in everything you do. In the end of the day, what you do is not always important, but how you do things, this is always important. This would be my advice. Uwe, thank you so much again for making the time to speak with us today. Great insights. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast. To make sure you don't miss more future shaping ideas and conversations, please subscribe to our channel on the podcast app. And if you're listening via LinkedIn, Twitter, or YouTube, why not share this with your connections? Until next time.